0: This program is presented by ERN. Check it out at ernlive.com.
1: Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. And on break, if you could hear us talk. So I had to have Joe take a break. So, Joe, we're talking about some of the new conversions they have out. Which, you know, I don't know if I like that trans. I looked at one of them. And the amount of money they want to convert one of those new Camaros into a Trans Am, I, I don't see it, do you?
0: No, it, it's, a, it's a big dollar conversion. And I've seen a few of them done. And proportionally, the way those cars are designed, even just as they are, they just they don't lend themselves and be converted when they, where they look right. They just look out of proportion and kind of cobbled together. And I'm just not a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they did the same thing. A couple guys, you know, they do the conversions on the Challengers to make them look like CUDAs. They work better. Because that car looks, you know, the, the, if you buy a new Challenger, it looks like an old Challenger.
1: I mean, right, you're right.
0: Dodge nailed it. No questions asked. They nailed it. So you can convert one of those, put a Cuda nose, de tail on it, and they've done them, and they look great. But the Camaro and the overall new style Camaro styling, and you know me, I'm a GM and Mopar guy. I just haven't really enjoyed the new look of the Camaro. Even the latest, you know, the 16, the Camaro 6, as they call it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a big fan of the look of that car. I think
1: They're it really looks good. squished.
0: Yeah, I just don't. I, I, I just don't like the styling. You know, Ford killed it no 05 when they did their conversion on their Mustang. And matter of fact, I had an 07 GT, and I absolutely love that car. You know, and then of course Chrysler nailed it with uh, with, the, with the Dodge Challenger. And hell, go back to 1998 when the Volkswagen Beetle came back out. Right? I mean, you know, they they killed it. And then the PT Cruiser, they made a retro, old school kind like, uh, like of Ford, hotline, you know '30s hot rod style yeah. car, which was great. But GM just thinks that. I don't know if it's their styling department. They just think they have a better idea,
1: but they really don't. No, and you know it's like the new Honda uh, Ridgelines. Have you seen that train wreck yet?
0: You mean the one that looks like the Avalanche? Yeah, or did they change it
1: again. I, I, no, it kind of looks like a CRV to me. I don't get it.
0: Oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the latest one yet. I remember the old Ridgeline used to look just like a, a miniature Avalanche.
1: No, no, the new Ridgelines. I mean, they're cool cars, are reliable, typical Honda quality, but. I, I am not a big fan of them. I'm trying to like them. I know maybe they'll grow on me. But but one other thing I want to ask you, do you think GM, it's funny, we sound like we're not reading the same book here. I don't know why GM hasn't bought, like the they have the Impala, and we know the Impala came pretty much from the Bel Air, but why don't they bring back the 55 or 57 Chevy look on a new Impala chassis?
0: I they would... could easily do it. You know that new SS that they have, but they don't really call it a PAL SS. It's just the SS, right? You know that's on that rear-wheel drive Holden platform, mm-hmm. which is an amazing. I mean, it's the same thing as CTSV Cadillac set up on. And, I mean, it's just an amazing rear-wheel drive platform. Right? But yeah, bring back a retro Tri Five style Chevrolet. It'd be. But, I mean, Ford Ford has been tinkering with uh, with a retro style Link Continental.
1: That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, you okay. know they, they've they've uh, I've seen a couple uh, you know renderings and stuff of. uh you know a sixty one, sixty two Lincoln convertible on that style, you know, and I think Chevrolet or GM should do the same thing.
1: I'm think, I wonder sometimes that the accountant at the, the accountants at the big three go, no, no, it'll cost too much money to build, and our profit margin won't be there. The
0: difference between bean counters and car guys. And the problem yes. with GM is they have too many bean counters; they don't have
1: any car guys. You anymore. nailed it because they must be because the HHR comes back. It's an afterthought after the PT Cruiser already ran its course, or already showing yeah, up. Yeah,
0: it was done and gone, and it was yesterday's meatloaf
1: exactly and here comes the HHR it's like what are you doing yeah and it didn't even yeah. look good it looked like a I don't know it looked like a ice cream truck on it that I don't know miniature ice cream truck I I, I don't understand and it, and I've got a you know I got a lot of the GM people and stuff but they get on my case're like dude you hate no I don't I just why don't they do something cool their trucks aren't even that cool I don't understand. You look at a Dodge pickup, as much as I'm not a Dodge guy on the new Dodges, I can't stand them because of the... That's re- what I
0: got. That's what I'm driving right now. I love my Dodge, It's the pre-
1: prettiest truck ever built, but, but I do a lot of uh, Lemon Law cases, and I'm a paid witness in a lot of cases in Ohio, and if it wasn't for, no offense to your truck, but I get a lot of those cases that, that it, I sit there, and I often ask the guy from the Mopar or one of those guys, I'm like, why don't you guys just make this right? Why are we even at this level? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and like the Chevy Cobalt and some of the things that the manufacturers have done, and Chrysler's knocking knocking the leather off the ball, man. You you go to one of their lots, everything on their lots cool, but they oh, have. Oh,
0: without a doubt. I mean, everything from the little, from the new Dodge Dart on up. Yeah. Know? I mean, uh, they, you know, they did a good job with with their product line. You know, yeah. They've uh, they've seen what the what the public wants. You know, they they targeted a younger a younger younger slash sportier type audience. You know, hell, I mean, buy an SRT. You know, Chrysler 300. Then I'll go buy an SRT Charger, SRT Challenger, go buy a Hellcat. Right. So, I mean, you can walk in the door and buy a 707-horsepower car. Have you bought a Hellcat? A check and drive it out the door.
1: Have you bought a Hellcat yet?
0: I had one pass through my hands uh, for a little while, and uh, it was an amazing car. Uh-huh. I got it out of my system, and I'm on
1: to the next thing. There you go, because they're all for sale, right? They're all for sale. Do you keep, is there one, I mean, I think, I don't know if I've ever asked you, what car have you kept the longest, personally? Oh.
0: Uh. I had, personally, I got a couple of Volkswagens I've had for a number of years. You know, I like vintage, right. vintage Volkswagen, 67 and older is is what I got. And I've, I've had a couple of those for, for a few years. So, but the longest car I've ever, ever owned, the longest car in my lifetime, I bought an 87 Grand National, brand new, an 87, and I sold it in 97. Had the car for 10 years, sold it with 16,000 miles on it. And that was the longest car I've ever, ever owned because I asked, and in between that, I owned about 10 other turbo Buicks. I just absolutely love, you know, V6 turbo Buicks, that 87 generation. They were just amazing yeah. cars. The,
1: the T-types were awesome too. I-, and
0: T- I had T-types, I had Grand Nationals, I had GNXs, I had them all. And I, I went through a 10 year span with a bunch of friends of mine. We all had turbo Buicks and you know, we all drag raced the hell out of them. We mm-hmm. all had a good time with them. You know, and I was the first one to buy one, and I was the last one to get rid of my, mine. When what? I got rid of mine, all my buddies were already out of it for four, five, six years at that point. Right. Did
1: you You know where yours landed?
0: Uh, mine changed hands once on Long Island, uh-huh. and then lost touch of it about five year, four, five years later, I find out a buddy of a buddy of mine ended up buying my car from the guy that I sold it to who sold it to him. So oh, he was like a fifth owner at
1: that point. All right. Well, you And
0: uh, d- it was kind of weird, you know, the way stuff goes in circles or all a yeah. like shows back up.
1: We'll buy her back someday, Joe. It's always a pleasure. Website info. How do people get a hold of you?
0: RPMotorCars.com. RPMotorCars.com or RarePerformanceMotorCars.com. Phoenix, and we're located. In Phoenix, Arizona, Dan. It's great talking to you. Always, I've been ready brother. To go across the Hoover Dam right. on Highway ninety three. Have a safe trip. It's a hot night, so I wish you were here. I do. Buy you be
1: Maybe next year, brother Joe Petralia, the one and only. We'll be right back after this. You're tuned in to Street Rod and Custom
0: Radio. This show is presented in part by E three Spark Plugs, Born to Burn. What are you running? We'll be right back.